Come with us down the rabbit hole. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. As we explore the odd and esoteric. If my answers frighten you, then you should cease asking scary questions. This is the AU Radio Underground Files. Welcome, everybody, to your home for the spooky, the odd, the esoteric, and the weird. Joining me today is a lady who definitely owns more crystals than you've even heard about. It's Joy. Well, what else am I going to put on my outfits? Like, they're shiny. (laughs) This man knows that any crystal is a banishing crystal. If you hit someone hard enough with it, it's Echo. Oh, hey. Coming to us from the control board run purely on granite and selenite, it's Travis. Hello. (laughs) Hi, Travis. Our resident crystal expert and metaphysical man sam thank you for joining us today we're also from travis's basement is another uh esoteric person that i'm super excited to have on as a special guest it's jen hi jen hi thank you for having me on i am your host i am just a magpie who collects rocks and this week we're talking about crystals yay i'm so excited <laughs> and so little time to say them all aren't we all just magpies in the end i mean yeah that's fair. Or crows, or some other corvid. Magpies are just really crappy dragons. <laughs> what? Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. Magpies are just really crappy dragons. That's the that's the tagline of this episode. <laughs> New t-shirt. Cool, I contributed. I can go to sleep now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. So, uh, we're talking about some crystals today. Uh... Crystals can be used for a lot of different things in the metaphysical world. Uh, they also just look really pretty. So, I mean, if you're a, if you're a slut for aesthetics like I am. Wow. <laughs> you can never have too many shinies. No, you can't. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how we want to really start this. It's uh, odd not being sitting around a table getting to stare at everybody in the face. So, I guess, hey, Joy, do you I got do- some uh, favorite crystals, some favorite properties for us? I lick rocks for science. <laughs> I mean, you probably shouldn't lick rocks for science, but... You can lick some rocks for science, just not all of them. Right, yeah. So there are several (laughs) of them that you shouldn't lick. Um, But, uh, like, halite, which is naturally occurring rock salt, is really, really pretty. And uh, it tastes like salt. Uh, And then sylvite, which is uh, potassium chloride, also really kind of cool looking. Uh, Tastes like really nasty salt. So if you've never... Those are both safe rocks to lick. Um, There are a lot of rocks not to lick because it's not safe. Don't lick malachite. Anything that ends in ite is a bad idea to lick, really, completely, honestly. (laughs) Especially selenite. So is is salt just the inorganic chicken? (laughs) What? Uh, Yes. Everything tastes like salt. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm still not over you describing that one salt or that one rock is tasting like nasty salt. I'm I'm gonna be thinking about that the entire rest of the so day. I, yeah, yes. yeah. It's uh, yeah. It it if you've ever had no salt before, it's like a like a sharper version of no salt. It's it's just really not tasty. But basically, don't lick anything bright orange, red, or yellow. Most likely, it contains arsenic or a sulfide of some form, which, by the way, poisonous. In case you didn't know, <laughs> arsenic is poison. 
<laughs> it's why it Don't drives say. it drives me nuts. You see, like some of those new age books that tell you to like make elixir crystal elixirs, and they have you putting like malachite in water and drinking it to banish your problems. And I'm like, yep, oh, that's good. that's gonna banish some problems. It's gonna create a whole it's- new set of them, but. Oh, sweetie, please don't. Yeah, don't do that. Do not drink rocks. Just be safe. Don't drink rocks. So I've worked in actually a couple of metaphysical stores. And so I've, I have a lot of experience in the wild, I guess you could say, with uh, <laughs> with crystals and crystal folk. Um, and one time I saw a woman uh, with a just like, it wasn't even like a polished chunk of Labradorite. It was like raw. And I just saw it floating in a bottle of a water bottle. And I was like, "Um, you know, that has a lot of aluminum in it, right? And you're not supposed to uh, do that. (laughs) She she argued with me. And I was like, all right, whatever. (laughs) It's your brain. Basically, the rule of thumb I have with rocks is if it ends in an ITE, it's just not compatible with water at all. It'll either dissolve, release chemicals, or do really bad fun science experiment things. Just... Just, I mean, there are a handful of different ones that react badly with water or with certain other stones. It's important to just do your research ahead of time and have a basic understanding of like what reacts with what, so you don't run into that kind of problem. Well, like, and like it's... in the metaphysical world, labradorite's a really good rock, but you just don't put it in the water. It's important that you know that if somebody is saying that you should cleanse your stones all the same way or treat them all the same way, that's not the research you want because. Like, as I've been reading books on this kind of stuff, you see a lot of people that say every stone should be cleansed with salt. Well, that's not logical. You you shouldn't (laughs) do do that that. because you're going to scratch a ton of them, um, if nothing else. And that, or every stone should be cleansed with water. And, you know, you've got ones like Labradorite or Amber that'll dissolve if you keep, or Chert, those will dissolve if you keep them in water. Yeah, selenite, I believe, will also yeah, dissolve. Yeah, calcite, selenite. Yeah. Those will all dissolve in water. Carnelian uh, doesn't handle well, salt well. Gypsum, putting gypsum in water, then you've just got mud. Yeah. <laughs> or, on the other hand, they'll put them outside in the sun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then yes. all your turquoise fades in the sun. Yeah. Yep. yep. There's like, so many. Like uh, amethyst uh, does it really quickly. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name. All of your topazes. Your topaz is all. Yeah, made. it's basically all of that family of crystals will just bleach. Yeah, it actually, it's pretty much anything that's been irradiated um, to set its color or to enhance its color. Um, UV radiation will then uh, reverse that. So smoky quartz will fade in the sun? Yeah, yeah. Well, if, if it's been irradiated uh, to bring out a, a specific color, um, then when you if you ex- expose it to sunlight, which is just UV radiation, uh, it'll start to make it pale. Huh. You got learned. And, I did. and like Echo said, it, it's super important to just make sure that you're doing your research on whatever crystals you want to use because, yeah, they all have different properties and they also all react differently to the world around them. And Who if anybody, if anybody tells you that your rocks have to be untouched by human hands, they're insane. You're, you're talking about the cephalopod guy. <laughs> oh right my you? god, the cephalopod guy drove me. Okay, so I also have worked in <laughs> metaphysical stores. And I used to sell rocks at a psychic fair, and there was a guy who was looking for a piece of amethyst and a piece of citrine, untouched by human hands, at a fair, um, to protect him from the men in black aliens when they came to Earth and invaded his mind. First off, they had to be mined to begin with, so they were touched during the mining process. <laughs> Plus, I didn't you go out get and around that. Tell like, him to go out and find one himself. Yeah. Go dig your own rocks. 
But there's a lot of people like that's an extreme example. But there's a lot of people that say tumbles don't work. There's a lot of people that say that if they're not raw or you don't find them yourself, that's ridiculous. I 90% of my rocks I bought and they all work fine. Half of my rocks I've bought. The other half I've just dug up at the beach or like snatched off a riverbank. I don't guys, you don't got to be that I promise it's it they don't have to be like store-bought perfect super no but when you're obsessive like but but also but also store-bought is fine if if you're the rocks you're looking for I just think it's very funny when people get really elitist about their rocks I don't know. Some of my if it's not into a, a metaphysical quality, fair or something. Yeah, if it's not a museum quality specimen, then it's been worked in some fashion or another if you've purchased it. Right. Yeah. There's nothing more overpriced and inflated than crystals. It's Absolutely. Like, I mean, like I've I know people when I was in San Diego, I worked at a metaphysical store and I would go to like these little uh, farmers markets and I could find like five gallon buckets filled with just like softball and larger size chunks of labradorite like wow. for like a dollar and then you go to a metaphysical and you um, can't even show, get a tumbled one and sure they dollar. polish it or they cut it in half and then they're selling it for like 150 dollars and i'm like whoa yeah you can't get it too much for that rock. to something it's not even that they're just selling them they're just like here's here's a cool looking rock you know <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I'm the I'm the goblin that's like, sure, crystals are pretty, but but look at this river rock that I found. Does isn't this a nice rock? Isn't this a good rock? Look at this good rock. I'm the same way about sea glass, which made me really angry when it got became extremely popular and now sea glass is ridiculously expensive and also manufactured. Which is dumb. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dumb. I actually did find my first piece of sea glass ever uh last year though. I'd never found one before. I'm actually going to eventually wire wrap it, but uh, I'm that. lazy and hasn't haven't uh, gotten to that yet. <laughs> I I know that uh, speaking of manufactured stuff, I know Echo had some uh, some rocks to talk about. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Okay. <laughs> so, not gonna lie, blue goldstone is one of my favorites. Goldstone is one it's of my so favorite pretty. stones. It's they're so pretty. They're so pretty, and they're just like glass with copper <laughs> and Pretty other much. yeah other metals i mean blue goldstone has like um usually they use like either like cobalt manganese or um i think chromium use usually what they use to turn it like that dark blue color for the for the ones don't that I really like. stick it in your but... water all of these things <laughs> are poisonous i mean blue goldstone goldstone in general is basically just glass that's just been glass. infused yeah. with these metals yep if you really get a just... crack in it and you've got a problem yeah. You really yeah. just shouldn't put, I don't recommend putting rocks in your water. I just don't, don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah. But yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's mini rant about stones that I really like that, uh, that are man-made. Goldstone, blue goldstone, all that stuff's real cool. I also have another rant about, uh, Kumbaba Jasper. There's like 14 other names for this thing that are different variations of that. Sometimes it's called, I think like crocodile Jasper or something like that. Uh, one of my one of my favorites as far as like rocks go it's the only problem is there's like a ton of misinformation and stuff being spread on the internet half of the internet is trying to sell it as nebula stone which is totally different but they look just similar enough that it's really hard for people to tell um and it looks like a stromat uh, i know how to say words um which is basically like a, a fossilized algae 
But uh, as it turns out, actually, it's not. I found uh, until yesterday, I thought that was the case for those. But there, it's actually, there was a place over in Germany that was doing a bunch of research and digging into whether this stuff was actually uh, fossilized, fossilized algae or not. And turns out it's uh, actually, um, oh, what was it? It is a rheolitic stone or rhyolitic. Uh, it's made in volcanoes and all that jazz. And nice. it's basically just like quartz and like K Feldspar and some other stuff um, that make up the circular patterning that makes it look like fossilized algae, but it's not. So there's a thing I learned yesterday. Also, people need to stop selling it as nebula stone because they're not the same thing. That's my mini rant, guys. There you go. Research your rocks. Well, and sadly, that happens so much uh, where they, they'll either die a rock that's similar enough, like how light pr- frequently gets passed off as, as um, uh, turquoise, like high-end turquoise. Mm-hmm. And if you yeah. don't know the difference and if people are unscrupulous, you know, they'll sell it to you as high-end turquoise and it's just cheap dyed halite. That's just yeah, and I mean, if, yeah, if, if you're not super well super knowledgeable in the subject it's going to be really hard to tell and people can really really use that to their advantage unfortunately well and it sucks because if you're buying a crystal or a stone specifically for like metaphysical properties that are attributed to that if you're buying a different stone you're not going to get the same uh outcome you're not going to get the same thing that you wanted out of that stone yeah and the, i mean the biggest problem with it is is that uh a lot of times even the suppliers who are buying the stone sometimes get passed off uh dyed fakes or or heat treated or irradiated items uh and they think that they're natural but it, they're not which is why it's nice that they've gotten a bit better about regulation for for stuff like heat treating and oil treating and and irradiation and stuff like that do you have some favorite stones sam that that you like to use with your your tarot cards and all that well i don't (laughs) i honestly don't use crystals like that uh, I love crystals and I've always loved crystals ever since I was a kid. I've been obsessed with them. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with them and not so much now. Uh, and I've had a lot of really weird things happen to me uh, with other people in crystals. Um, like one time I was invited to this um, kind of like a psychic fair exchange thing out at this farmer's house uh, on the west side of the state. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> this really kind of odd individual was wandering around uh, talking to people about different things. And um, he was actually, we had some pretty interesting conversations, but then halfway through saying something, he just stops, looks around and then reaches into his backpack and pulls out this like piece of quartz crystal as thick as my forearm and almost as long. And he goes, Oh, this wants to be with you. And then he just gives it to me. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, wow. wow. Okay. And it's just, it's the biggest crystal I own. Yeah. And uh, several years ago, I started to experiment with uh, crystals, um, you know, just to entertain myself and see what was what. And I honestly had some pretty crazy stuff happen. Um, I don't recommend sleeping with obsidian. Um, just, I just have, just, it's my dreams, just really, really weird dreams, like uncomfortable dreams. Um, and then uh, I, I can't remember the name of the crystal. It's I think it's called celestite. Oh, I it's have like a couple, like tiny pieces of that. Yeah, it's like a really soft um, quartz-like crystal, and it's like this really kind of faint bluish gray color. Yeah, it's like yeah. celestine or celestite, one of those. 
Um, I think it's but Celestine. It, yeah. And uh, someone told me that I should sleep next to it and my dreams will be enhanced. And they were right. You know, <laughs> placebo, whatever you want to call it. But my dreams went to a new level with that stuff. Hmm. Um, but my favorite, uh, honestly, has got to be Labradorite. As much as I don't like the name, I think it's kind of lame. Like they just <laughs> named it. They just named it where they found it, you know, in Labrador, Canada. But uh, it is seriously, I'm like sitting here looking at a huge slab in my hand right now. And I'm like, yeah, this is. It is the prettiest beautiful. stuff in the world. It's yeah, so it is, pretty. Literally. Um, but I know lots of people, uh, my mother included, uh, who are 100% obsessed with crystals and will just buy them constantly. Like if you go into the front of her house, it's just crystals everywhere. I've been to places where um, people are super serious about metaphysical crystals to the point where like they have a like a three-story house out in the woods on the west side of the state. And every conceivable surface, including ones that they've made, like shelves and stuff, is covered every like everywhere. Like except for like little paths to walk, the kitchen and their chairs and their TV. It's just covered wall to wall crystals. It's like that's, that seems a bit excessive. Like, <laughs> that, that's it's like dedication. I feel like well, it's almost like I don't know what it is, but it's like I I'm kind of torn. I'm like part of me is like, wow, you guys don't need these many crystals. <laughs> but then on the other side, I'm like, wow, I wish I just had a warehouse with all these crystals in them. Like, see, just and I have the I have the mindset of like a lot of crystals don't work well together, and so like having that many crystals in my house would make me constantly feel on edge about like. Everybody getting along today? How, <laughs> how's the energy going around? Everybody good? Yeah. But I, th I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't think about and has actually been scientifically proven. A quartz crystal generates a tiny electrical current. Um, it's called the piezoelectric effect. So um, you can actually uh, put a cardiac monitor on a quartz crystal and then rub it with another quartz crystal and actually see the uh, the electric movement and uh, i mean amethyst is just purple quartz crystals so a, a lot of stuff that you see in metaphysical shops is some form of quartz so you've got a lot of electrical you know like energy going on around when you have a lot of quartz in your house yeah that's rough. there's a there was a guy in the 70s who uh, I wish I had have prepared and found out his name. Uh, he's not really well known, but he did. He looked at crystals more scientifically, I guess you could say, and determined that there are a lot of like potential energy storage and transfer uh, capabilities with crystals. Oh yeah. And that he says and that he says that most people, like ninety nine percent of most people, have no idea what how they're using crystals because it's just like with electricity there's positive and negative charges uh and he says that he would he also experimented with pyramids like exact measurements and you know energy and that and all that stuff and he says that there were times where he would charge crystals and then he'd walk into the room and like grab it and then he would wake up on the floor next to the door that he came in because apparently he'd gotten flung across the room right i mean that that's something that a lot of people don't think about especially with quartz i mean you see quartz watches all the time it's not the it's not that the glass in it is quartz it's a, there's a, a tiny sliver of quartz crystal in the watch they the battery runs electricity through it 
and the oscillation of that electricity through that tiny little piece of crystal, which is, uh, I actually looked this up, it's 32,768 times per second, uh, and and that moves the, uh, the second hand on the watch, and that's why quartz watches are such excellent timekeepers. Well, and that's, I think, where a lot of the metaphysical properties come, especially with quartz, where, like, it's used for cleansing and purifying and... Uh, keeping spaces positive and stuff like that and and I feel like even if, even before people knew any of the actual like scientific reasons that quartz produces charges and electricity people just kind of knew that <laughs> yeah uh, I'm also involved in a another it's a scientific field uh, called electric universe theory and a, a lot of the the evidence and theories that they bring forward suggest that crystals weren't necessarily created or at least not all crystals were created over long periods of time that some of them were created almost instantaneously via extremely high uh high powered electrical discharges like thunder eggs for example Ooh, uh, yeah. they were like the 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 uh the, the myth is that literally it was like a bolt of electricity struck the earth right there and it just cooked all the rocks and stuff and boom and just cooled into these crystals that's a cool theory it's a, we it's should, a, it's a pretty it's a pretty neat theory we should do an episode on that because that would be a really super fun theory to explore i tried getting um katie into it uh but she wasn't uh she wasn't having it <laughs> yeah it'd be something fun to talk about because some moldavite is uh caused by electrical discharge in silica and then uh the artist Jahuli who did uh all the glass sculptures he was like really strongly uh, influenced by lightning struck uh, sand. Dude, lightning struck sand is one of my favorite things in the whole world. Just mm, so cool. Yes. So, so Jen, uh, over there in, in your corner, uh, favorite crystals, cool crystal stories? What do you like collecting crystals for? Um, my favorite crystal is calcite. Hands down calcite. That's a good one. Um, and I, I guess I use it mostly for um like it basically stops psychic vampires it lets them take the energy from the stone instead of from you and so my entire entryway is filled with my little calcite shrine like i have every color of calcite that is out there which is saying a lot because calcite is like limestone it's everywhere um <laughs> and it took me probably four or five years of obsessively collecting to get every color but i have every color um and so I, I use calcite a lot. I carry it with me. I have it all over the house. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, that's my favorite. I like calcite. Yeah, I thought you were full of crap at first, but uh, I saw it work. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a very <laughs> prominent psychic vampire in our house that used to come over and drive us nuts. And um, I heard about it and put up three or four pieces, and they had to leave within 15 minutes. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I just kept You didn't even it. have to throw them at them. Nice. No, I didn't even have to throw them at them. Um, I, I do have a fun story. So when I worked in my friend's shop, um, I had this person call me. And I have dealt a lot. Like, my cool crystal stories are not cool in the sense of, like, what Sam has experienced. I have insane people. The calling and just bizarre. And so this person called, and I thought they were insane. And they had been healing the land with their quartz, and they wanted um, to know how to cleanse it. And I cleanse my stones with other stones. 
I don't use salt. I don't use water. I don't. I cleanse my stones with citrine or um, amethyst uh, cathedrals, things like that. And so I offered to stick the piece of quartz in our amethyst cathedral. And she showed up and her quartz looked like quartz, you know, cloudy, clear quartz. That's what they all look like. And um, I stuck it in the thing. And within 10 minutes, it was completely crystal clear. Like I saw the whole thing change color. And I felt horrible for being judgmental. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> I'd never seen anything like that before. Like, it was just, my bad. Yeah. Oh, I totally told her. I was like, I thought you were crazy. And she's like, I figured you did. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. And I owe you tea. What would you like? <laughs> Crystals are wild, man. Like, even if you don't subscribe to the, like the metaphysical and the belief in that kind of stuff like there is a reason crystals were held in such high regard for so long in our history and it doesn't necessarily have to be supernatural just because we don't understand all their properties yet well and it's psychological like I tell people I used to tell people that all the time when I sold stones you know yeah people say green is the color of happiness or and then you read that pink is the color of happiness and then you read that and for me it's like if you look at this rock and you hold it in your hand and it makes you feel happy that's what that rock does that's what it does. You know, it's, it's that's why I have a shoebox full of boring river rock. Because absolutely. I found them and they made me happy. My cousin found me in a river rock when he was in Chicago and he brought it all the way here to the Tri Cities because it looked like a manatee. And I manatees are my favorite and it's still one of my favorite rocks because somebody I care about sent it brought it all the way across the country because it looked like something I might like. There's a power in that that's past its history, past its, that adds to rocks. And I think that's why I like them so much. I, I can go along with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hannah and I are just sitting on the couch nodding to each yeah, other. Yeah, we're just like sitting here in solidarity, like nodding. And I know you guys can't see us, but we're like, yeah. <laughs> I've always been kind of keen on fluorite because it comes in so many colors. And also it can look like an almost complete set of D20 dice. And it's like two rocks in one. That appeals to my gamer soul. It's like two rocks in one. That's valid. You have fluorite one... is pretty cool. I like the texture of fluorite. Fluorites are really Yeah, it's kind of vaguely greasy. Yeah. Oh, I got a cool story about... That's not fluorite, but it. it's kind of this like... I don't even know what the crystal is. It's like this really soft, flaky, like clear, kind of opaque-ish crystal. And in uh, east of San Diego... No, it's, no. it's, it's, it, I mean, it looks like it, but you can, if you pick up a big chunk, you could just, it just, it's like there's hundreds of layers and you can just peel off. It's like, I know exactly what Mica? Are you talking about Mica? It might be Mica. It's thin and kind of uh, iridescent. Yeah. But in uh, San Diego, east of there, I went out with my uh, ex one time. And right as you're going down the hills or the mountains, um, east of San Diego into the desert, there is like this uh, flash flood area and it's just all of these like ravines of really kind of soft dirt. Uh, it's really beautiful. Um, but in that everywhere in that soft dirt, if, when the sun's just right, it's just glittering because you literally can just bend down at any point and pick up like a handful of these crystals. And they're just like, they're literally just sticking out of the dirt. That's cool. That's so cool. Yeah. They have like a bunch of, uh, uh, oh crap! Why can't I think of the name? There's a several crystal mines down there that you can get to. Um, uh, it's like tourmaline. That's the one. Tourmaline. Tourmaline. Mm. 
Yeah, you can just oh, pay like cool. yeah. 10 bucks and then go dig. I've always wanted to go. To yeah, it. also a rock that you shouldn't stick in water, but it's all, like uh, like quartz uh, tourmaline's also piezoelectric, so uh, it does have an electric charge to it, which is kind of cool. I think if nothing mm. else from this episode, people should just take away, don't put any of your rocks in water. Like, you can use water to cleanse some of them, but you probably just shouldn't put them in water and yeah. drink it. Like, and yeah. what's sad is what's super popular right now, or at least what I'm always seeing on my Facebook feed, is, uh, and I don't know why, I don't do yoga, but they're yoga water bottles with um, cut pyramids of different, like, tiger eye and stuff like that in them. And it, they're just, the rock is completely exposed to the water in the bottle. Such a bad yep. idea. It's so bad. I I feel like all these companies should get sued for public endangerment. Well, especially all- Tiger Eye. It's the, those great bands. There's asbestos in them, people. Come on. Yeah, Tiger's Eye is one of my absolute favorite stones of all time, but I'm not going to put it in my mouth. I'm not five. That's what a lot of... It's actually really common in the metaphysical business world. Uh, I'm not going to drop any names, but locally here, I worked in a metaphysical store, uh, and it was just such like a basic just kind of soulless approach to selling crystals like just marking them up like an insanely high rate and then just coming in and just giving them like the most basic just bland just description of like each one and how they would help them and all this other stuff so basically uh... you've got your like starbucks matcha tea and your (laughs) boots, and that's the metaphysical store that you go to yeah you know, based off that, I kind of know which one it is. Well, yeah. It, <laughs> Sorry. It's pretty bad. I don't want to throw any shade, you know, but it's, I don't recommend it. You gotta, if you're, if you're selling crystals, if you're selling rocks to people to be used in a metaphysical sense, you should be educating the people on what they do. Even if that's just giving them a little flyer about the rocks that they're buying. Yeah. Yep. 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 But uh, I guess I, I guess if nothing else, though, to just like if you feel a, a deep, deep need to be putting rocks in your water or in your mouth or whatever, do your research first to make sure it's not going to, you know, have unseemly effects first. That you're not going to get heavy metal poisoning yeah. or just regular poisoning or just dead. <laughs> yeah, just dead. Just don't, just get, dead. don't get dead because you wanted to put rocks in your water. Don't okay? get dead because you're dumb. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, like, because one of the really popular rocks that's growing in popularity, and I don't even understand why, is beryllium. And it's not really the prettiest rock in the world. And we've known for a long time that, uh, like asbestos, powdered beryllium causes uh, a, a type of lung disease and stuff. Um, and I don't know, I haven't seen it put in any of these yoga water bottles, but on, on the lick test, it actually, yet, it actually tastes sweet. So, um, but it quite probably causes cancer, uh, is one of the most <laughs> toxic uh, elements known to man in the metallic form, and is dangerous to breathe. But, you know, it's okay because it's a natural rock and it's natural, right? It's natural. See, it's, see, na- that, see, everything it's is organic. Natural, so it's organic. 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 The, the sweet, free. The, the, the comment about it being sweet is really, really giving me vibes of like cats drinking that antifreeze, antifreeze stuff. That's yeah. the vibe I'm getting from that. It's the same kind of thing. 
It's, well, yeah, it's, and I mean, and it even talking about that, there have been like the Himalayan salt lamps. Um, there have been several instances now of uh, both cats and dogs getting um, sodium poisoning from them because uh, just like a salt lick, they're very addictive. So, I mean, there are a lot of things to think about when you get these things and have uh, little furry babies living with you. And keep them bigger human. Keep them out of reach of your animals. I mean, that should just be like number one for like most things. Keep yeah. them out of reach of your animals and your small children. If nothing else, yeah. you don't want them swallowing. I mean, it's let alone it's any the of, you same know. with. I, I we're talking about rocks, but it, it's the same vein as the essential oil diffusers that people have, where people yeah. are putting in a lot of essential oils that they really like, but they're hyper toxic to their animals, and their animals are going into kidney failure and having seizures, and they just can't figure out why. Hmm. Like, do your research, man. <laughs> Not everything that's okay to humans is okay to animals. What a concept. What a concept. <laughs> well, and it's really sad because. The, like essential oils don't have to be labeled for for animals and there are also a lot of people out there who are advocating both essential oils and crystals for use with animals even though it's not a safe thing yeah which is unfortunate and sad well at this point in time it's like why don't they by now come on yeah everybody has the internet look it up Seriously. yeah but you know that would require actual accountability well it's just like a uh, cinnabar which isn't f used for jewelry as much as it used to be but it used to be used for a lot of jewelry in, in asia and um like in syria and places like that and what most people don't realize is that cinnabar the rock is where we get mercury from yeah oh <laughs> Hmm. But you can still buy natural cinnabar. Well, you can buy a lot of things that True. you probably shouldn't. Good, but... So, you know, it's kind of like the Victorian era where you would have a poison garden and it would be beautiful. Now you could also have, you know, a poison Classic rock garden. Rock. Yeah. Oh, now I want to have a rock garden and just be like, and over here is my toxic rock garden. This is the toxic area. We don't go in there. We just admire it from over here. <laughs> when I win the lottery, I wish to have both of these things. <laughs> <laughs> that is valid. I support this endeavor. So you guys got any more stuff about rocks or uh, anything else we want to say? I mean, most of what I've got is just in my research, more more rocks are actually toxic than, than there are non-toxic rocks. <laughs> Which is kind of sad. But... Th that is accurate. That, that has been also my research on rocks over the years has just been like, don't put it in your mouth. 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 And this one, don't even put it on it's your mouth. It's just like a good rule like, for a lot of things, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but Don't see, put it in your mouth. We're like the worst monkeys, and so oh, yeah. like, we want to put everything in our mouth. Yeah, See, I have true. to be careful even with just like shiny dice. Because I just have the irresistible urge to put dice in my mouth. And unfortunately, sometimes that extends to rocks shaped vaguely like dice. It mm. takes a lot of self-control to work in a game store. That's fair. <laughs> but they do make dice out of hard plastic, which is less toxic. Marginally than less toxic than some of the things. True. <laughs> just candy dice. Yes, candy and dice would be amazing. I am going to be making candy dice at some point. I just have to buy food grade silicone, and that's I don't have the funds for that right now. Because it's the end. Well, like crunch down on a D twenty that pisses me off in the middle of the game, and just watch my players like. <laughs> Same. I, I wanted to have 
just a bag of candy dice and like every time I get angry just take a handful and like eat them <laughs> just like really aggressively eat the dice just a way to start your dominance at a new table yeah you just pick up a d20 and just pop it in your mouth and maintain eye contact with the table as you eat it you roll a zero or you roll a zero. <laughs> Whoa! Wow! I'm tired. Sorry. That's what your happens. dice are very broken. Echo. Yeah. That's what happens when the dice go off the table. It's an automatic zero. There you go. No, but like you roll the nat one, and to intimidate your dice into rolling better, you just chomp on some candy dice. <laughs> well, I swear I've played D and D before. Just be, just be like crawly with his plants and grow oh, no. better. Yes, exactly. Roll better. Threaten all my dice. Well, I actually have some news this week which is shocking uh i don't have much news because the main news in the world is people are still dying and the world is ending yeah <laughs> i'd like to opt out of uh this darkest timeline now this is the worst timeline <laughs> right confirmed um in manchester new hampshire i think that was what it was uh there was a gentleman who his neighbor came to his door, knocked on his door, asked him to turn down his music in the middle of the night, and, uh, like any reasonable adult human being, he attacked his neighbor with a sword. Oh, that escalated quickly. Yeah, chased him down the hallway with a sword. Luckily, no one was injured, uh, but the police were called and the man was arrested because... sword. <laughs> But, uh, kind of shows intent right there. Good, good to know that people are handling this quarantine well. <laughs> uh, because there's not a whole lot of people out and about right now, uh, in New York, the police and the fire department were called because there was a goat underneath a bridge. It climbed up into the support beams of the bridge and got its little stupid self stuck. <laughs> just looking for trolls just looking Sounds for like trolls. something a goat would do uh so they had to rescue the goat it was returned safely to its home uh 90% of the news stories that i found this week were animals being rescued because there's really nothing else going on in the world right now <laughs> however a uh an aw kind of story out of new zealand the prime minister have released a public statement, I think three days ago, declaring the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy essential workers <laughs> during the pandemic. Uh, That's sweet. She issued a statement specifically for the children saying that the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy were essential workers, but there was a lot going on and they had to also make sure that their fairy helpers and the baby bunnies were taken care of, so not to be too upset if things were a little slow. That's awesome. And I just thought that that was really cute and a little bit of positivity. That's delightful. <laughs> it, it's adorable. I'll try and find the link to the story again and post it on the web or on the Facebook page because uh, it made me smile. <laughs> but yeah, other than uh, more animals stuck in dumpsters and under bridges, uh, that's pretty much all the news that's not COVID nineteen related this week. Hmm. Oh, I thought Jen had a Florida story for us. Oh, Jen has a Florida story. I do have a Florida story. Um, I have a friend who lives in Florida, and she shared this. Um, a woman got in trouble for breaking quarantine to deliver Easter eggs. So she was walking through neighborhoods delivering Easter eggs, 
into mailbox. And the Easter eggs were filled with porn. <laughs> Taking care of your neighbors in this trying time, Florida woman. Right? It's Best good Easter it's, ever. It's good to know that even in these darkest times, Florida will never disappoint us. Florida, Florida will never stop being weird. <laughs> Stay weird, Florida. We love you. Florida is also a good reason why nobody will invade us. Because could you imagine an army of Florida guy, Florida men? Right, they would be our frontline fighters, man. <laughs> Armed yeah. with their porn eggs, them and Terrifying. anyone who made an attempt to raid Area Fifty One—that's the backbone of this country. <laughs> Those yeah. are the backbones of this country. <laughs> I don't think anybody would want to invade oh, us, man. but that's not this podcast. So, I think uh, we have one more question to ask, and it's oh. probably the most important one of the entire evening, and that is, what is Travis's favorite crystal? <gasps> Travis. Yes, Travis. What? Mm-hmm. I guess there is one rock that I that I like to have with me or around me, uh, and that's lapis. Lapis, lapis is a great is rock. Lapis is pretty rad. Yeah, lapis. nice. Another poisonous rock. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't I put it in my waiting. mouth. Although it does represent the uh, land of the medicine Buddha. So oh, nice. Nice. Wow. For some reason, I was expecting a Dwayne the Rock Johnson joke. And... Oh, nice. I was expecting some sort of pun. Well, but I'm, the I'm rock always lives surprised. in my heart. Travis delivered. What'd you say, Travis? I said the rock always lives in my heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he lives in all of our hearts. He'll get us through these troubled no, that's, times. That's awesome. Lapis Lazuli is a great stone. I, I, I guess real quick, too. Uh, if anyone wants to look up a couple pictures of some real cool rocks that I think look neat. Uh, apricot agate, chevron amethyst. And agatized coral are all real cool. So Ooh. hey, if you want to look up Ooh, some agatized cool, coral, is cool. Yeah. If anyone needs some pictures of pretty rocks in this trying time, um, May the internet will provide, rock? and those are some cool looking ones. So yeah, <laughs> figured I'd share that. <laughs> I love it. What were you saying? I think Joy was saying something, or tra- no? I just I just said the agatized coral. The uh, coral looks really really cool. Nice. It's super neat. We apologize for the the quality of this recording. We're all in different rooms trying to record over each other. It's so much harder to talk not at the same time when you can't see anybody else. <laughs> I get so many of my cues from the other people in the room. So we'll just have to uh, you put on what some webcams next time. Oh, that might be a good idea. That, that means I have to put on pants. No, you don't have to put on pants. No, it's just I won't be wearing it. <laughs> Pants are not required on this podcast. (laughs) And I think with that, (laughs) listeners, we appreciate you tuning in. We couldn't keep doing this without you. Uh, All of our Patreon subscribers, we appreciate you extra super much. (laughs) Your support is invaluable, especially in these times where we're sitting on our couches and recording. We thank you for giving us a reason to maybe not put on pants, but at least be social. We love you. And with that, these are the Underground Files. You've been listening to AU Radio Underground Files. Music is provided by Cubby, PurplePlanet.com, and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground Copyright 2018 All Rights Reserved. 
you'd like to contact the show, follow us on Twitter at AU underscore radio, Facebook at AU radio podcast, Instagram at AU dot radio, or you can email the show at podcast at ADV underground.com. You can also support this show and all the shows on AU radio by becoming a patron of the AU radio network. Find us on Patreon as AU radio at adventures underground. You can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as a dollar a month. Thanks for listening. Thank you.